Um, hello. Um, so the title of my presentation has changed um, slightly. So it's Does Migration from Colombia to the UK Constitute a Migration System? Exploring the Role of Agency and Dynamics. And uh, basically, um, you know, within the new focus on, the new, on this super diverse um, Britain that Vertovic um, talks about, we have seen recently more academic and public attention on different strands of migration coming into the UK, apart from the classical or, or largest um, groups. And one of these groups that has attracted attention recently is the migration of Latin, Latin American people to the UK and with Latin Americans, um, Colombians, which have, uh, who are mainly based in London. Uh, there is, as we will see later, there is some uh, sort of links between, historical links between Colombia and the UK that go back to pre-independence times, um, including the presence of some leading political and military figures uh, from Colombia in the UK very early on. But in general, you know, this is not like a, a colonial type of migration. And um, in terms of numbers, we're talking about a very small migration flow as well, um, and very little information about it, very little official data or, or studies of it. Um, according to the 2011 census, there, there are approximately 146,000 people born in Central or South America living in the, in the UK, well, in, in Britain and, and Wales. And uh, sorry, in England and Wales, and around 25,000 of them are Colombians. They are supposed to be the second largest group after Brazilians. Uh, Brazilians became the largest group more recently. Uh, when I started researching Colombians in the UK in the 1990s, they were actually the largest Latin American group in the UK. However, as I will mention later, um, real numbers, according to other studies and unofficial data, could be much larger than these. Um, this is a very exploratory power, uh, paper, um, and what I'm basically trying to do is look at all the data um, I have accumulated through more than 10 years of uh, studying this um, flow of migration and apply this sort of migration system perspective to it to see whether I can come up with some, you know, some sense out of it. I'll be uh, basically looking at some elements and dynamics of this migration flow and more um, specifically focusing on the role of pioneers, um, migrant pioneers, and changes over time. Uh, I'm based, based on this paper on the very li limited secondary research there is, and primary data I've obtained through my participation in several uh, projects that I led or I participated in, in and I've given you some sort of uh, examples there. Um, exploring the emergence and development of migration systems require inevitably a historical approach and general studies have focused to ex explain a certain sort of migration movement from one place to another. They have focused on prior colonial relationships, a common language, trade relations and good communication links as well as flows of capital, etc. However, none of these explanations are convincingly uh, applied to, to the um, migration from Colombia to the UK. Um, as I mentioned before, there are some commercial and political linkages going back a long time ago, and some prominent Colombians passed through London, and there has been a little bit of research on this. For instance, uh, you know, during the wars of independence, some leaders uh, were exiled and came here, or came to the UK to look for financial support for their independence um, struggles. 
Up until the second half of the 20th century, um, the UK, and more specifically London, continued to be to attract a very, very minimum number of the Colombian uh, political and economic elites. Um, and others came for professional purposes, to study or for personal reasons. Nevertheless, as uh, Guarnizo points out, these were a very, very select minority. And, uh, and despite the such contacts were very much a symbol of, as well as a contributor to, what this author denominates uh, some sort of uh, the Colombian Anglophilia. Um, and it's funny because uh, I had evidence of, the, of this in some of the interviews I conducted um, later on. And I give two examples here, two quotes of two people I interviewed in 2006 who explain why the reasons why they chose to come to the UK rather than the US, which would be a more likely destination for Colombians or Venezuela or, or Spain. And it was based on you know, whatever information they received in school or some uh, TV, British TV series that they were following in Colombia and they gave them a desire to, to know the UK. Um, these earlier historical linkages are not to be ignored, but as Bakewell and others point out, the migration histories of these very early uh, migrants I was talking uh, uh, you know, up until the, sec the middle of the 20th century have become more or less disentangled with what the current community is now. Um, so this is why to place the origins of the current Colombian community in the UK or in London, um, we have to go forwards to the 1970s. According to Bakewell, one of the main failures of the migration systems literature so far has been its inability to account properly for the emergence of systems um, apart from beyond some scant reference to the role of pioneer migrants and numbers. Um, in terms of numbers, as I've mentioned, um, the UK, uh, Colombian migration to the UK cannot be said to form very large flows. Colombian migration abroad in large numbers really didn't start to develop until the second half of the 20th century and it was initially directed mainly to the US or Venezuela. Up until the 1970s, Europe remained largely a destination for the elite. And World Bank data, for instance, shows that the number of Colombian-born migrants residing in the UK by 1960s by, by 1960 was less than a thousand. Nevertheless, from the 1970s, Colombian migration to the UK began to grow sort of uh, rapidly, as different but interconnected streams of migrants began to arrive and settle in the country. And the early arrivals um, came mainly through the work permit system in the 1970s. Um, they came mainly to work in domestic service, hotel and catering, and uh, uh, even though we don't have very precise figures, a, a large majority of them were supposed to be women. And unofficial sources talk between 4,000 and 10,000 Colombians arrived in the UK through this work permit system. However, World Bank, World Bank data by 1980 put the number of Colombian-born people in the country only at three, 3,531, and a majority of them were women. Um, uh, I want to stop a little bit on the role of women in these early flows, because in the, all the uh, sets of data I've got from the studies I've participated, um, from those who arrived between 1964 to 1980, a majority of them uh, were women. For instance, in the, within the questionnaires we carried out in 2010 in London, there were 17 people who arrived, uh, who, who said they had been living in the country for 30 years or more, and more than half of them, 11, were women. 
Also, of the 32 Colombian migrants I interviewed in 2020 and 2007, only two had arrived in the 1970s, and both were women. And of the 30 Latin American women who participated in the 1994 project, uh, five of them were Colombians and had arrived in the 70s. Sorry, five of, uh, had arrived in the 70s and they were all Colombians. Um, among the reasons they explained or they gave for coming are uh, these uh, early uh, female pioneers, uh, where that, uh, most of them came from the, through the work permit system. They were in, in the 20s, they were of urban origin, coming from Bogota and other large or middle-sized cities. They had, they had completed at least secondary education, some of them had a specific training, they had gone to secretarial school or college. Uh, they were from working class or middle class origin and they had learned about opportunities in London through friends and decided to migrate here to study, to learn a little bit of English, travel and do something slightly different. However, gender-related factors also came as important and this is uh, what comes up in these two quotes I've just given you here. Um, these female migrant pioneers, um, I, I believe, only, only partly fit the traditional image of a pioneer. Um, they were risk-prone and entrepreneurial, but uh, these qualities are generally associated with males rather than females. And moreover, they were not necessarily from very well-off uh, households. Early migration is supposed to entail high costs. A combination of savings, pooling of resources and loans sometimes allows uh, poorer people uh, to move abroad. In the 70s also some uh, Colombian women and men were arriving as tourists and found jobs and applied for work permits later or obtained residency through marriage or other means. Uh, we see also the beginnings of some refugee flows uh, between Colombia and the UK which will intensify uh, from, the uh, from the mid 1980s onwards. And, uh, you know, in general, these people came with very little knowledge of what life was going to be like here, very few contacts, even though some of them had early contacts. And we can also see um, some sort of structures emerging to, to sustain this flow in the 1970s, whether they were employment agents, migrant agencies in, in Colombia, in some areas, uh, recruiting people to move to the UK, or organizations beginning to form in the UK to help um, these migrants to settle. We could also talk about takeoff um, stage in the 1980s and 90s, um, where people just, uh, Colombians weren't arriving through the work permit system anymore because it ended at the end of the 1970s. So this is when the role of migration networks uh, really takes um, you know, precedence. Uh, so most of the people I interview in the 1980s and 90s, um, when you ask why did they choose to come to the UK, they, they, you know, in probably 90% of cases was because they already had family or a friend or a neighbor or someone who you know, was going to help them when they got here. Um, equally, uh, quite a few of the people, uh, of the women I interviewed who had arrived in the 1970s throughout the 80s and 90s more or less ended up bringing the whole family here, sometimes you know, neighbors and, and friends as well. Also around this time, the reasons for migration uh, starts to expand. People are not coming only just to travel and study, but also to join family. And increasing, they, they, increasingly, they start expressing that they are coming for economic and political reasons. Um, and I give you a, a quote from two uh, men who came from the coffee-growing region in Colombia, which was experiencing severe economic difficulties in the 1990s, and said you know, that's the main reason why they were coming. Um, 
Also, we see uh, a more equal mixture of men and women during this uh, period. Most of them still from urban areas, uh, from middle or working class origin. And as I mentioned before, in the 80s, we also see an upsurge in refugee migration from, from Colombia as the uh, um, armed conflict in Colombia uh, intensifies. Asylum applications peaked in 1997 uh, at 1,330. And even though these, initially these refugees were like a separate subsystem, um, with time they started working together and formed some of the earlier organizations, Latin American organizations, that we can still see in London. So this is also the time of the beginnings of community formation in London with the, uh, you know, setting up of uh, migrant organizations, businesses and cultural events um, which can act as contextual feedback mechanisms. The quote of uh, one of the main Latin American organizations still existing in London, um, which was initially uh, started up by Colombians and, and other Latin American refugees. And you know, I won't go into it, but you know, just reading at this quote um, gives you a clue of several uh, key issues within the community formation stage, which is organiza organizations set up to help migrants, role of women, many of the women, many of the organizations, uh, Colombian or Latin American organizations I researched in, 19, in 2006, 2007, were led by or had been in initially started by women, also by refugees, and also the role that these um, organizations had sometimes in creating transnational links with Colombia, but not only with Colombia, but with all the Colombian migrant communities in Europe, mainly um, in Spain. Then we can talk about the expansion of the system from 2000 onwards and um, how dynamics uh, were changing uh, very rapidly then. We see um, the number of uh, official number of Colombians in the in the country growing very rapidly to you know around 25,000 by 2011. Even though some studies talk about 150,000, which is a massive uh, difference. Um, also, the growth of uh, uh, refugee population, Colombian refugee population around the world, including in the UK. And I've given you some clues of the you know some of the dynamics in place, both at origin and destination. And uh, given that I don't have much time left, just wanted to emphasize, apart from the growth in number, you know, it's important to consider the increased increase heterogeneity of this um, um, small migrant community. Um, with uh, uh, a lot of, you know, when we did the interviews, for instance, in 2010, it was clear uh, the growing importance that student migration from Colombia was taking. And when I say student migration, it doesn't mean necessarily people that were coming only to study, but it was one of the main ways that people could enter the country through student migration. They, they might be coming for all the secondary reasons as well. And I, I've given you some figures here. And also, um, it was also interesting to know the number of Colombians who were entering uh, the UK with another EU passport, mainly um, Spanish passport or a Spanish um, ID document that sometimes was uh, uh, achieved through previous residence in Spain or through buying uh, false um, Spanish passports and papers. Also, some, some of the organizations, this, this, was, this heterogeneity was, is also reflected in the amount of uh, community services that have sprung in London to service the Latin American community more generally, even though some of them were started, as I mentioned, by Colombians. 
And, uh, and some of these organizations have even diversified now and have offices, for instance, in London, in Italy, in, in Spain, as well as in the home country, which is, you know, it's interesting to uh, see these sort of transnational connections. Um, just to conclude very rapidly, um, it's possible to see a, a long history of migration flows from Colombia to the UK going back as far as the 19th century, but very, very, very marginal. Uh, we can talk about the uh, you know, sort of real origins of the recent community going back to the 1970s at least. And uh, since then, the Colombian community in Britain, mainly, ba mainly based in London, as I mentioned, has grown in numbers and heterogeneity. Uh, important to look at both agency through the role of uh, migrant pioneers and networks, but also dynamics um, in terms of changes that have happened throughout the, this period of time, both in uh, the origin country, at destination, at, and, and at other destinations. Because the, the reason why you know, uh, people started coming to the UK sometimes is because the US was closing. Then from the UK, people were going to Spain, some of the stories I heard, and then through Spain, uh, getting into the UK. And, um, you know, I'd like to explore more in detail this, some of the elements um, and dynamics and the wider environment that we've been talking about and hearing in the other presentations, but this is going to require further study of all the data I've got. So, thank you. <laughs>